Hey, what's up? What's good? Welcome to Stereotypes of a Black Male Misunderstood. I'm G, a.k.a. Dr. G, and here's my man. Stan, a.k.a. The Mad Professor. Welcome. Welcome. We are here, uh, and we just want to basically help you understand what people misunderstand about black men. All types. All types. (laughs) Word up. All right, so let's start off with, why did you even want to start a podcast, beloved? Because to be honest with you, Nuts, there's so much stuff being said or so much stuff portrayed about what black men are and how we act and what we believe in and what we do, I think is misconstrued. And someone needs to say, you know, we're not all like this. Some of us are. We're not all like that. Some of us are. And we need to find that healthy balance in between that gives a better portrayal of who we are, what we're about, and, you know, what we're trying to do. Word. Word. And, and you know, I think it's really cool is that even when you look at just saying black men, right, right. there's a diversity in there, man. Right. Like, there are people from, like, everywhere, right. you know what I mean? And, and people who have all types of, you know, interests, backgrounds, and the like. So, and this is something, man, I wanted to start a podcast because I felt like every time you and I have a conversation... From way back in like the 1990s, late 80s, man. No, yeah, right. 80, 89, <laughs> 90. We're, we're dating ourselves now. Word up. So you guys clearly know how old we are. Cool. But, um, seasoned, though. We're seasoned. Seasoned. Right. That's, that's a better word. And so I, I felt like, you know, the conversations that we have were conversations that I, I wish other people could hear. Hmm. Because a lot of times what I've noticed is from being living in an environment where it was, uh, I lived in an environment where I think it was it was kind of somewhat diverse. When we came to college, I was around so many people of color that I, I learned so much about myself. Mm. And then when I went into the professional realm, uh, I, I'm now in mainstream media, right. and there aren't very many people of color there. Right. And 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 what's happening is I, I I've, I've I've had to try I tried to assimilate, mm. which I regret. The Borg. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but nonetheless, in doing that, what I realized is, yo, man, when I'm being myself, when I'm around my people and we talk, I was like, I wish those that I worked with, those who see stuff on television and everything else, would know and understand, you know, the conversations that we have. You right. know what I mean? And get some insight into our experiences that don't necessarily match what's being portrayed on television. Word, you know, because a lot of times. The people that we work with see something on TV and come back to me and say, hey, did you see such and such? Why did that? I have no idea. That is not my experience. So I I can't relate. I can't give you an insight onto that. But I understand. I mean, the whole podcast for me, really, along the lines of what you're talking about, has always been about typecasting. Right. And I I just want to break just like the stereotypes. Like, I, I really think that sometimes we need to not brand the stereotypes to all of us. And I think I find individual conversations and people getting to know a person individually sheds a lot of light onto who we are, what we are, and what we're about. And I think that's what it, I, I know, realize when I have interpersonal conversation, interpersonal, that's a weird word, one-on-one <laughs> conversations with individuals, and as we get to know each other, you get to understand better. You know, right. you know what they say, come with knowledge comes understanding. Word. So. That's what this is for. I really want there to be some insight, some knowledge given right. that people will better understand who we are, what we are, and what we're trying to do. Right. Right. Basically. Right. 
word. I feel you. And and it's like for me, you know, even in my faith, man. I'm a you know, you know I'm a Christian, and it's like I love God. I love people. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I noticed in trying to love people is if people don't know or understand people who are different, right? Sometimes people may say and do things right. that might be less productive right <laughs> when it comes to helping or supporting or loving people right, right and so that's again part of my hope is that people start to realize that yo man there's so much more to people than just what you see right. and all the stereotypes that and, are out and there. honestly in the climate that we live in today i feel there just needs to be a voice saying hello listen to us word understand us and then let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> there's just so much. There's just so much negativity on both sides Word. that I think there needs to Word. be. A, there needs to be a coming a coming to Jesus moment as they as Word. they like to call Word. it. So now, when you say both sides, man, I'm a dig man. We okay. just all right. We're going down that road now. When you say both sides, what do you mean, man? I mean from um, right now, the country seems to be divided along. Um, political lines Word. and a lot of that political lines is also racial lines Word. attached to that right Word. and i feel when i say both sides i mean just that from both sides of politically right and racially i feel, I feel like a lot of times both sides are misunderstanding the other the intentions of the other and i think right now there is no meeting in the middle to even have honest discussions because some of some of the positions being taken could be can actually have some some credence to them. Right. And right, I right. think those, though, those those legitimate issues and concerns need to be discussed versus hollered at. Right. You know what I mean? And I think right. that's what's going right. on. I feel like we need to come to the middle in some form or fashion. And a lot of that coming in the middle comes with <laughs> being comfortable with the other person who's coming to the middle. So. All right, for instance, if I'm going to if I'm coming to a ceasefire, I need to know that you're not bringing your weapon. <laughs> Word, right? Right. right so right. if if I don't understand you or get to know you or trust you enough that to know you're com- not coming with the weapon, I'm not coming to the ceasefire. Right. And that's the problem. Right now, there's a lot of hollering back and forth, and because we don't know each other, no one's coming to the table because they don't trust what's going to happen at the table. Word. I feel you. I understand. All right. I, I laugh a little bit, and, and here's a story. You are so well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, bro, for delving into that stereotype, but just, yo, man, that's one of the things I want people to know about my people. But nonetheless, right, when when I hear what you're saying with the sides, one of the things that I wrestle with is like, yo, man, I want to... I want to bring the sides together, like so that sides can understand each other. Right. And, and it's like, why do I have to pick a side? It's crazy, man. Like, say politically, and I don't want to delve all deep into politics, but how can you not, right? right. In this t- day and age, right now, right? But it's like, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to be so much Democrat or, or, or Republican. Or Republican. I, I like to consider myself independent, right? You know what I'm saying, right? And and, and, and so like. That, so I'm just saying that, man, that's why it's so important, like you said, man, to bring us together. And, and for those of us like me who I think, because I feel like I don't fit in anywhere, man. Right. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a very interesting comment to make. The, the not fitting in thing is, is a weird one because I think a lot of people feel that way sometimes. Right. Because um, there there's these boxes that people want you to check off. Word. And then you look at some of the descriptions in the box and say, that doesn't apply to me. Right. So I can't check that box. Well, right. if you don't check that box, then you're not in this group. Right. So if you're not in this group, then you belong in this group. But that group has a box that I don't want to check that off either. Right. So I don't want to be in that box either. So right. where do I belong? <laughs> there's no um there's no mixture. There's no there's no hybrid. 
You know, there's no individual. And, and I think that's the problem now. And with social media especially, now it's groupthink. Right, right, you right, know, right, you, right. You, 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 people are so afraid to be the individual that they'll just join the cult because that's what the majority are currently right, right. thinking. You know, and that's a problem. That's and that's crazy. that's lending to the stereotypes this hostility, this division. Right. You know, no one wants to think for themselves and be the outsider. It's almost like high school. Remember in high school? I, I was just thinking that. I was thinking like that social peer pressure. Right. I was when it's I'm hearing like, you, I'm like, just yeah. like high school. Like in high right. school, you're like, oh man, I don't want to be the eyeball. So even though I think this is wrong, right. I'm going to just join the group because I want to be with the cool kids. Right. You right. know, and that and right. that's exactly what this is almost becoming. You know? Right. 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 Crazy as it may sound. It is, man. And then it's like, you think about it. Whoever the leader is, right? Whoever the leader is. And you could go wherever you want want with that, right? right? Because there's all kinds of leaders in all different places, right? right? But whoever the leader is, a lot of times they're hip to that already. They know what's going on. Right. And so, you know, they can just use that to their advantage, man. But isn't the leader, you know what I found? The leader now is whoever the loudest. Wow. Right, so that makes me the leader right now. <laughs> well, in this room, I hate. To, I guess I'm the sheep then, you know. Because what's happening now is, and you ever had these conversations with people here? People talking about when they speak, they talk about their followers. Yeah, yeah. Word, <laughs> word, word. I'm like, why is, why are you telling me about how many followers you have? Right. I have no. That has no bearing in our conversation. Wow. But man. their their importance and their who they are and what they're is defined by. This new mythical number. I have right. 100,000 followers. Right. I have 500,000 followers. Right. So if I have three followers, I don't have a voice? Right, right, right. I oh, I can't, I can't think on my own. I can't decide. I can't determine. I can't make a judgment because I only have three and you have 500,000 people in cyberspace somewhere? Wow, man. You know, is that uh, this is the world that we live in. Is that crazy? Thank you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, it's it, and see, all right, we, we, yeah, we're dating ourselves, or at least I'm going to date myself, yeah, because my kids. That's right. what I'm realizing. I'm right. like, yo, man. I, I said, uh, however many followers, which I will not say right, right now, right? right? And and my son is laughing at me like, <clears throat> that's how many followers you got. So it's just funny you mentioned that because right. it's just like, I didn't pay attention to stuff like that. Right. I wake up, but man. it's become. I'm sorry, Spike Lee. All right. So just for anybody to know, I'm a former hip hop addict. All right. Former. And so like sometimes stuff just comes out. So I'm not a former. (laughs) I'm I'm still taking the injections directly to the vein. Sorry. Um, So a lot of references, though, going forward, there's going to be a lot of hip hop references to a lot of what we do. Only because um, we live, breathe and died hip hop. I mean, from its inception. And as we've grown, as hip hop has grown, I've found that there's always little lines that Word. some artists dropped, a little jewel. It's Word. like the, the name of our podcast. Right. Someone dropped right. that always right. has a, always applies. Right. I always have a right. response to. So Word. Um just so you know, hip hop is gonna be very integral to what going on. Music in general, to be completely honest with you. Right. We 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 are music heads around here. Word. So that's for real. You know. That's for real. So, you know, I, since you went there. You know, <clears throat> can you talk about how you met hip hop? Oh, We're wow. shifting gears now, but I, this is wow. important, man. How this did you just, meet hip hop? This is gonna give. This is a back. So for me to give that, I have to give you a backstory. So cool. cool. I'm originally from the Virgin Islands. Um, Yo, can you just be, give them a little patois? I think that's fresh too, man. And that's an element of um, you know. I was born in the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, and in the Virgin Islands, um, 
we talk like this. It, the, the accent is different than how things are. You know, just the enunciation on the vowels and such and such and such and such. Man, that's fresh. So this is how you know. This is how we talk. So anyway, so uh, um, I never forget. I was it, there was uh, some some kids that came off a cruise ship, uh, and this was nineteen eighty. I'm dating myself now. Nineteen eighty one. Wow. Okay. Nineteen eighty somewhere around there. Cool. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember, but I know Apache was out. Yeah. Okay. So I'm walking home from school. Me and my little brother, we're walking home from school, and these these kids came off the cruise ship, visiting, and they had a box, and they were playing Apache. Right. Din 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 din. Yeah. 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 I'm walking, and this kid is waving, and I'm doing it. I'm miming it right now, right, and I'm right, watching right. his body move. I'm like, "How is he doing that?" And then he's just <laughs> moving and waving. And then, hold um, on, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt really quickly. I was at the chiropractor, and it was waving. <laughs> so it changes when you get older. My bad, beloved. Back to the waving. Okay, all right. So I, I was sitting there, and we stood there, and they started breaking, and they would. And I was just like, yo, I don't know what this is, but this is amazing. Right. So I'm all amped to go home and tell my brother, my older brother. Right. So I'm like, oh, we run in the house. He's like, hey, bro, why so much blah, 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 blah. I saw this boy. And, and then I'm looking, as I'm talking to him, he's in the mirror like this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so he'd already <laughs> seen him. He'd already word. seen him. So he was already practicing trying right. to figure it out. So, right. um, and this is going to be a recurrent third theme in this, is my older brother, is our trailblazer. Right. All my brothers after after him, we just whatever he did is what we did and what right. we got into. Right. And from the minute he started dancing hip hop, it just became our thing. Now, at the time we didn't know it was hip hop. It was just right. this music that was just would make you just start, you know. Right. I moved to this the States in nineteen eighty three, eighty two. Cool. And when I got here, um, you know, the Sugar Hill Gang. I, I got exposed because my cousins were up here, and, you know, I would hear the music. Actually, before that, because my, my, my grandmother lived in the Bronx. Right. Uh, Washington okay. Street. Um, and my aunt used to go to the parties. I remember I got lost because I went to the parties, <laughs> and she was jamming with whoever, and I just went walking away. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, the Bronx. So that just, it, it was there. But when I really, I'm going to be honest with you, I fell in love, and I knew this was me. The first time I was, I heard, um, do, 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 da, I, when Run DMC, Sucker MCs came out, I heard it the first time on the radio. The first time word, I heard that. Word, word. I was, I was, yo, she took my heart from that day forward, man. Everything about it became real for me. Like, word up. The sound, the dress, the yeah, swag, yeah. everything. Run DMC just cemented it for me. Word. You know, so that's when that's that's where she that's where I officially picked her up and said, you know what? You my girl. We gonna ride for life. <laughs> that was that was it. I feel you. What about you? All right. So for me, I remember I think it was like uh you know what would happen is some of these songs would be like hits on the radio, like the Christmas rap, right. Christmas rapping by Curtis Blow, right. or the Sugar Hill Gang's uh, Rapper's Delight. Right, right. And so I hear that stuff on the radio, but then what would happen is like, you know, I'm from Burlington City, and, and you know, people go, where's that from? But nonetheless, right. it seems like every little pocket where there were, there were people who had turntables and stuff like that, so there'd be house parties and stuff like that. And so right. my cousin 
and I would be carrying crates of records across town to some house party and dudes would be on the turntables. And so you'd hear it was a lot of rap music that was playing during the time. And then what I realized is you can actually get a station that'll play rap right. at night on, and I don't remember, it was, I think it was Saturday nights. And it was Mr. Mr. Magic, Magic, Super, Super, Flash, Flash. So anyway, what happened is now I'm all the way down like exit five on the turnpike. So, you know, like miles and miles away from from New York York. City. And so I had this little radio and I used to have to put my hand on the the (laughs) antenna and turn it a certain way and lift my leg up and then turn to the left. And then I'd be taping the shows and and it would be full of static. But it was cool because... I'd already heard the records because a lot of my people already would play the records when right. I would watch them DJ. Right. And then I'd still hear like Cold Crush, right. Fearless 4, Treacherous 3. Right. And then they would, and now mind you, those were like the staple joints, right? right. And then you would hear like Run DMC because they were like the new ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it was, yeah, and, and so I was just all in, man. So every weekend, that's where it was. I'll never mm. forget. Oh, man, look at me. I'm going crazy on this one. I remember... You know, I'm from uh, the Philadelphia Metro. Right. And so WDAS, <clears throat> once they just played the instrumental to Hard Times. Right. Hard times. Damn. Boom, boom. Those, those crush grooves, yeah. man, are really, really right. dope. And I remember I was rhyming to it. And my cousin came in and she heard me and she thought that it was a record. Right. And, and so, and not, 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 not to just to let you know, my, my rap career ended in a McDonald's parking lot when I was in a battle. Dude took me out, and I just wasn't going to do that anymore. Right. But nonetheless, the point is I fell in love with it then. Right. And and it, just knowing, you know, hearing Mr. Magic stuff, man, and it's funny, man, when I was even listening to Nas and thinking about how, you know, the impact that, you know, this music has had on people, man. On the world. Word up. On the world. The world. And, they, and it's, it's so crazy because, you know, they... I don't know people. You know, there's grime and there's Afrobeat and there's all this, all this, all this new music out there or whatever. Right. But if you do the etymology of the music, man, you can't right. tell me that's not hip hop at the right. base, at the right. heart of it. Right. You know. Right. But, right. Yeah. You know, that's a debate for another day. But for real. That, that's for real. you know, um, just, just just that Mr. Magic thing. You know, um, rest in peace to Mr. Magic because he he gave that music so much content. Yeah. It gave it context to like. Once it went because we, you know, people don't believe this. There used to be a time where you couldn't hear hip hop on the radio. Word up during the day, right? At all, right? And at night it used to be after a certain time, and then you would have to know what station have it, right? You know, God bless Stretch Armstrong and Bobito, right? Right. You know, to just One give to four a, in the to, night, <laughs> you know, to uh, to even to even take that even further. But right, right. Mister Magic's success as a as a radio DJ and a radio host right made everything else that came after it possible right because if he'd right. have failed they would have they would still not have any any hip hop on the radio right you know right. what i'm saying so right. and then shout out to like red alert and yeah you know, you know. and then like the awesome too like these are types of crews Ted. that i didn't even really know about right. at first you know what i mean cuz mr magic was my introduction right. word right word we've gone all over the place on man, this man that's kind of cool though man <laughs> you know it, it just it one more hip hop thing, if you right, don't mind. Right. You know, there was this author, man. This dude's name's J- Jason Reynolds, an author. He's, he's a young adult author, and dude is dope, right? That's another thing. There's going to be a lot of books in this as well. Cause, Word up. Because I am currently a, a, a book addict. And, I can't. And, and we need to get back to. <laughs> Where reading is is a fundamental. Yeah, I reading, just rip. I just really feel like we've we've strayed away from that. And there are a lot of good books out there. Word up. That uh. That that help. For, real. <laughs> for, real. for no other word to just say it would For help. Real. And if 
some people will just be exposed to it and it'll it'll give set some light. But go back to the op. So 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 what happened is I mean, dude gave a keynote, man, at at, at something. It, it was in March, and to to a whole bunch of educators, right? And he was talking about his start, man, and his start. I mean, he dude knows how to tell a story, and I'm not going to tell a story like he did. But right. Bottom line is, he had a cassette of Queen Latifah's Black Rain. He right. didn't mention that that was the album, but I know that that was the album, right. given the time and everything. Because again, right. you know, I have one of those weird Rolodex minds, especially where. when it comes to that, <laughs> right? And so, in any case, he was talking about how like he was reading. The, in, the inserts, right. you know, because now everybody streams. So right. nobody has liner notes or anything else right. anymore right now, right? right? So think about even how we actually, con- I didn't realize how hip hop contributed to literacy, right? Man. Because you had to write, you had to read it to know who produced it, Word. You know who was on the track. Word. You know, I mean, a lot of artists got this start because they read the linear notes and found out what, what company, what company right. produced it and how to get in contact with them to get their deal. So, Word up. Word up. Know. And so the fact that he was doing that. You know, it, it just it, it touched me and it moved me and, and it reminded me of how like I remember, you know, with Tanahasi Coates, who's, right. you know, man, he's a, a powerful author as well. And how dude looks at rappers, man, like people would analyze any other type of literature. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it, it, But he's not the only one, because think about it. Um Kendrick just got a the uh Pulitzer, Pulitzer. word. So Word. he's clearly not the only one. It's clear. Word. Right. Word. And so given that, like, to me, it, it just helped me realize, like, I took a lot of stuff for granted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I listened to and love it and love beats and everything else. But it was just like, whoa, man. And so, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, and we know for sure Ta-Nehisi Coates was, he definitely, you know, I heard, like, he gave a resurgence and, and right. more life to the Black Panther comic. Right, Word right. Up. Um, Man, and what's crazy about that, I don't even want to go into it, because right. this, this is one of the stereotypes of black men. I remember I had Black Panther comics back in the day. I did, too. But I was looking at it like, man, this is Africa. This is whack. And that's my issue. Honestly, for me, it wasn't that so much. It's like, I was a little, I was like, that's all his followers. <laughs> like, really? They gave him a little, I was just like, oh, couldn't, it, couldn't he at least... Be as strong as Thor or something, right. but you know, I, right. I, 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 but I, I followed it, which is interesting. Right. It's, and it is, it is interesting at the, the, the impact that the movie had because I remember right. when the comic book dropped, right? It did have a, it did have a with people who read comic books, who especially right. black boys, it was something to be proud of. I was right. like, wow, oh sweat, and he wasn't the first one. I mean, he wasn't right. the only one, but right. I was like, wow, he had his own comic book. Right. But then, like I said, I was like, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I'm a little, at the same time, I'm watching, because, you know, I'm reading Spider-Man, and right, I'm going, right. that's all he could do. But anyway. But see, but that's dope, though, because when you <clears throat> you look at this contrast, and that's part of the whole thing, man. I had, like, a Malcolm X mecca moment mm-hmm. when I went to college, man, Would you you know, in right. the greater Newark area. Right. Because, again, for me, it was like Africa. Like, ew, who wants yeah. to be African? I ain't African right. and because black. And that used to be that used to be a put down, man. I'm, I'm saying, well, yeah, I, I, it it bothers me right. now at this point. And of right. course, rest assured, my children, you know, know this right. now because again, that's the way that I, I'm going to say I was socialized, right. man. And it's like fighting against that right, right. now, right? You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's crazy, man. Just but. just 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 the whole. Um, the the uh, we're gonna get socially conscious now. I can feel it. The conversation, <laughs> term, but, but just the whole the you saying that ill Africa aspect, right? Like, to use the term um, 
black in anything. Oh, you was a black da 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 da. Became like a, a, a put down almost. You know right, what I mean? Right. And you know, growing up, being darker, right. you know, it was the butt of the jokes almost. You know right, what I mean? But right. um, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, right. black woman. I'm sorry, <laughs> bro. They came out. Go okay, ahead. I'm you sorry, know, but. You threw me off. <laughs> nah, well, we were because I, I was sharing right, right that for me, and I'm being transparent here, and right. it's not something that I'm proud of, but right. it's something that's really indicative of, you know, what society is like and how a number of us had been socialized. But right. I'm going to definitely speak for myself. Right. Is that it, I mean, I think Spike Lee and them did it also. Right. And um, I mean, he he gave that oh you African booty scratcher. Right. In you know, the, in the uh, right. You know what I'm saying? Rather than embracing it, and don't get me wrong. When I got to college, I got so black right. you <laughs> that went, I romanticized you, Africa, you, too, like you, it was all perfect, right, which you, is not true either. You went the other way. <laughs> so now I'm trying to find this happy Bean medium my of brother. balance. <laughs> Sweet. Word up, man. You know? <laughs> Remember Sabir and Bilal's, man? Without question. I was just, I was just about to say that. Without question, bro. I'm sorry. We, we having a moment here that that's this is internal. Um, it's not even a joke. It's just food. Like... There used to be this this uh just backdraft. There used to be this um halal sub shop that Word. sold the best fish sandwich in Word the up. world. I don't Word care up. what anyone says. Word. Word. And then and then they broke our hearts and closed down. Word right. up, man. Anyway. Word up, man. Rest shout in, out to Brick City though. Rest, rest in yeah. peace to Ben Blouse. Bring me on. <laughs> Bring me on, Mike Morris. We definitely got some Mike Morris pieces for in real. here for sure. Bring Maybe me on. some Mike Morris isms. Maybe you we, know what? No, forget Maybe that. Listen. Let's bring Mike Morris in here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but but I think to whet the appetite, right. I think it's very important <laughs> that we know and understand that you know there's this because no you, no no no, no, no I don't want I don't want to give them any kind of backstory. <laughs> I just want them to meet Mike. Period, and Mike will take care of itself. Everything else will come clear because Mike Moore. Mm, mm. Y'all don't know who you're fucking with. <laughs> and, and Bring me is, on. It'll be clear from there. So no. All right, man. Um, what book changed your life, bro? Ooh, easy. Yeah, easy. yeah. You, you I'm, I'm figuring if you got the given, I know mine is. It's, it's Malcolm X, man. Word up, without question. Word up, easily. Why? That, well. Hold on now. You say Malcolm X. There's a number of Malcolm X. I got a Manning Marable Malcolm X. You know the autobiography by by Alex Haley. Alex, Alex Haley. Right. Okay. Because yeah. um, that book, and and it because it went from his his humble beginnings. Let's just say right. Um, which I can relate to. Right. Right. Through some of the struggles that he went through to to find himself. Right. Um, who he thought he was. To the next journey to getting into to you know getting in trouble going and then finding some faith right to take him to his next elevation and right. then his enlightenment at the end of his life when he realized everything that he thought he knew before right that he'd been taught that he'd been socialized word, word. that's been pushed at him he found out was not what it was right and he had to come to his whole new understanding of what the world was right and who the people in the world were it went from being too far on one side right right. And being anti on the other to realizing, right. you know, we're all in this together and we need to find a way to make this work. Right. Which, to be honest with you, one of my biggest issues with how he's portrayed in this world is right. that people keep him at Malcolm X. Yeah. And yeah. They, they forget Little. Right. And right. they forget El Hash Malik Shabazz. Word up. 
they still keep him at Malcolm X. And why that's important, because wow. Malcolm X was This a, is why, this is why I need <laughs> we need the world to hear you, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Go ahead, man. Malcolm X was a pro-black, I mean, anti-white, anti-anything, not black. That's where he was. And he didn't care about anything outside of that. And now, it, it, I, I, I wonder, though, and I want to go back to the text because I think sometimes what happens is, and I don't want to interrupt where you are on, mm-hmm. your, on your Malcolm X piece, but I got it here to say that sometimes if you're just pro-black, especially because black is at the bottom as mm-hmm. far as <laughs> being mm-hmm. crushed all right, right. Um, and being ranked, mm-hmm. um, he was so pro-black that sometimes that was just, and even now. If you're pro-black or trying to encourage or help something mm-hmm. black people or people of color, it sometimes is viewed as being anti something. Right, right. But go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, and, and, I, and that's a fair point. But he was pro-black to the point that he didn't. He excluded everyone else. Meaning, uh-huh. yes, yes, you can you could be pro-black. Right. Right. But it it doesn't exclude you from saying. Um, we all need to get together to right, live right, whatever. Right. Still, but still love your your, right. your people. You're right. You know what I'm he saying? You're right. He was pro-black and to the exclusion of everyone else. That's right. Meaning, yeah. I don't want your help. I don't want your input. I don't want whatever. Right. And there's no way anyone can move forward without right. the other. Right. Right. Agreed. So what happened right. was after he went to Mecca <clears throat> and met white Muslims and, right. and went and right. traveled, it broadened his expansion. Realized my frame of thought and how I was thinking Word. is incorrect. Right. I can't make this. I can't make this move for that I want for my people in that mindset, right. in that mind frame. Right. So he went from Malcolm X right. to El Haj Malik El Shabazz. Word. That person who at the end is who we should be talking about. I hear you. That man. person who was more. We're global. We're human. We're here, right. and we need to take whatever's going on to a wider stage right. than just being so concerned about what just black. Only black people being whatever. Right. And I think far too often wow. we keep him boxed in at Malcolm X. We don't yeah. want to acknowledge the growth that he evolved, the person that he evolved into. Right. We do that with everyone else. Right. Because Muhammad Gandhi didn't start off as, you know, as, you know, he he grew too and he right. evolved into who he was. <clears throat> right. And we celebrate who he was at the end of his journey. Right. Malcolm X, we keep him at that one stage. Word up. You know, we, in fact, I even, it's even a front to just keep using the word Malcolm X. Malcolm I feel X. you, man. Malcolm X. He, that's not who he is. I feel you. You know, even the movie, I think Spike did an injustice in the movie. He said, I am Malcolm X. I am Malcolm No, that's not who he should have been. Right. He should have celebrated El Haj Malik El Shabazz. Right. Because that's who he became, and that's the man that he died as. Right. Doing that work. Right. And if you look at who those two people are, they're not the same people. <sighs> man, bro. At all. Wow. So my answer. So, okay, go ahead. So I'm that's sorry. what that book meant for me and that's what I came out of that book for me. Right. You know, I I was like, wow. So I I venerate that person at the end because I right. recognized what he was trying to do. Right. And actually why he got assassinated. Right. Because his he took his work from being just, oh, we're pro black and you right. know, I, there's a comedian named Patrice O'Neill who says right, right, right. anybody who got close to bringing the races together got smoked. <laughs> you know? Wow, man. And that's what it is. He's wow, he went from man. I'm not Whoa. just I'm not just pro black. I want us to all work together. Right. And I'm going to take this to the world stage. I'm not going right. to sit here and um, tell the, the 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 Congress, hey, you need to do this. I'm going to take you to the UN. Right. I'm going to put this in front of the world, and then right. you're going to have to. And that's why he got smoked. Because right. he started right. thinking bigger than just right. within these confines. Wow. You know? Man. So powerful, brother. And, and that 
because again, that that that's the story that the book that changed me as well, man. As a matter of fact, which sounds crazy, right? My faith as a Christian, I, I didn't believe <laughs> at a certain point that there's even even a God at a certain point, right? And it's funny how I ended up so so. You know, the autobiography of Malcolm X is definitely a book that changed my life. And, right. I, and I bring this up because, again, who would think that reading a story like that would bring me to faith as a Christian? Like, like right. that, don't, that might not make sense to the average person. But in any case, I remember I'm working in New York, and there's this dude, man. I don't know if he was homeless or not, but dude was always hustling, selling books, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember sometimes even uh, when I was in Harlem. With the cover turn off? What was that with the covers turn off? No, no, oh, he, he okay. like older books, I guess. Okay, you know, and 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 I've been a book book fiend uh, for a while now. I think right. it started at near the end of college. So in any case, he told me uh, he didn't have the autobiography of Malcolm X, but he asked if I read it, and I said no. And this dude, he was indignant, like you right. didn't read that book. Right. Look, I'm gonna go and buy that book, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna sell it to you. Uh, be here tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so, dude. Whatever he had to do, went to Barnes & Noble, whatever, he bought it so he could sell it to me. So I'm like, yo, this must be some book if this dude is telling me I need to read it and he doesn't even know me. So anyway, I read the book and it just, it it blew me away at how Malcolm was just so honest about stuff, man. Mm. Just straight up and, and, and just, I mean, all right. When you look at, uh, when he talked about his, his faith, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I didn't even realize. I think it was there that I realized that uh, in the Bible, right, that Ethiopia is in Africa. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, the Garden of Eden, right? right? Like, uh, like uh, Africa was even there. Right. Like, I thought all this stuff was in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Again, the way that I was socialized, mm-hmm. right? And so then when dude said, you know, when he called out his leader, you know, on some stuff that really happened, right? you know, like, that was a bold move. Right. But he did it. Because anything that he did, he went wholehearted for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then <clears throat> to see, because again, I was I was stuck in the Malcolm X phase that you're talking about. Right. But then to hear about what happened when he made that Mecca, that's why I normally say, and it's interesting you say this now, you can put context to a term I normally say. Right. I always say that I was like post-Mecca Malcolm. Right. Right. And after that Mecca is when he started to see that, right. yo, there are people from other places and we can all come together and help people or whatever. And he knew why he wanted to help particular people because they're particular people, black people, right. right? Who have, you know, hey, you can look at, I was looking at some student data the other day. We're still at the bottom when it comes to certain test scores. And right. I don't want to go so far into that because we, that's a whole other story. We, that's a whole episode we could talk about. But the right. bottom line is the, the autobiography of Malcolm X, man, man, it, it changed my life. It made me think critically, mm. which is like, yo, man. Because I, I was so used to accepting, right. just like we started, and you were talking about how people are going ahead and they're being the followers right. for whatever is popular. Right. But yo, what he was saying made sense, man. Right. Wow. And it's relevant today, which is is, right. is amazing. Right. For real. For Absolutely real, man. Amazing. Wow. So if you haven't read that book for whatever reason or not, I, I would. I, it's a good read, and well. if you're open minded and you want some some thought provoking literature i would say you know not that it's going to shape you reshape you but it'll give you an, you'll have an opinion right without question right at the end and there's nothing worse than reading the book and you put it down and go eh. <laughs> you know word, but word. I, that's one of those books i'm sure you'll have an opinion either way right one way or another which you know, i think is good it's deep too I, I, just one more on, on, on malcolm the autobiography of malcolm x is that when you go back 
you know, I, I was just going through it another time because I wanted to go through it with my son. And I mean, even talking about like child protective services and, and, and all the like the social services and, and, and structural racism and all the rest of that stuff. I didn't have the background or the context to understand that mm-hmm. when I read it the first time. But now, you know, I read that and I'm like, whoa, man, a lot of this stuff has been happening a very, very long, long time. time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Powerful stuff, man. Yo, I'm thinking also with the show what we might want to do. Is and you tell me, man. If you shoot it down, or listeners, if you let us know, you you, you know you you, uh, you let us know if this is not a good idea. It's just sometimes they're just favorite favorite stories with celebrities, huh. because I got a real I got a lot of really crazy, just odd stories of things that have happened. <laughs> and if you don't mind, can I yeah. start with one yeah. right now? Go. All right, um, Ice Cube from yeah. NWA. Okay. And I, I don't like the, the, the N-word, nigga. I don't like it, right, all right? Right. So I'm going to try to avoid that word, yeah. but I'm struggling through with it because there, again, there's also a, a legitimacy to it as well. That's a discussion. For real. So let me just go ahead and just tell her what... Uh, we just talking about Malcolm, right? Tell her like it is. All right. Ice Cube, <clears throat> O'Shea Jackson, right. right? I used to always read the credits, right? right? He was a uh, you know, member of uh, N.W.A., and he was like one of the main writers. I didn't realize he like, wrote just about everything. Heard up, man. Yeah, like the Easy E joints yeah. and everything, everything. else. Dr. I wasn't Dre's really into was, him, but right. still, right, right. Um, and then when he went solo, right, uh, you know, it had the first album, America's Most right. Wanted. Right. There was M A E A M E R I K K K A apostrophe S Most Wanted, and Hank Shockley, the people who produced Public Enemy, Public Enemy produced him. Yeah, and first two, I believe. Right, and so then the second one he did death certificate. was death certificate, which is, and 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 I'm sorry, let's go back. I'm sorry. So with America's most, there was a little, uh, there there was an interlude where he said, if you say you like my record, something like this, mm-hmm. I, you know, um, he basically he was saying he didn't want people coming up to him talking about how dope his records were, and he would say, get off my dick until you to come here, until right. you be to come here, right. All right, and so now I'm in this club, right? Because again, this is actually where I met DMC in in in, in this club in East Orange, and it's and my man told me Ice Cube is here, and that certificate, yo man, there were things on there that he said because it, it was kind of like a post us mecca thing for him. Us dumb, dumb come dumb. on, man, doing dumb stuff. So so with that, pause. I let my, I make my kids listen. To dumb and us, just right. so just so they get some context. Like Word. you got to hear this, you got you got to listen right. to this. Anyway, go right. ahead. So see, see <coughs> lessons, right? Mm-hmm. So we 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 need to do a hip hop curriculum, man. but anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm serious, bro. Cause it's some serious tunes. So in any case, the record was dope, man. Right. And I I wanted to give him props for it. Right. And so I got so excited, <laughs> but on my way to see him. I'm like, hold the th- on. The th- hit you. If he says to me, get off my team, thing and tell you to come in, I don't know how this is going to play out. So, but I had already said, because my, my mouth moves faster than my brain. Right. So I had already said, yo, Cube. Right. He turned around and said, what's up, homie? How you feel? Right. You sound like somebody from, sound like Bur- Darren Burgess from down the street okay, in right. Burlington. Right. And so it's interesting, man, because that gave me insight mm-hmm. to realize that yo man, this is a business, man. Right. So in any case, I don't know. Just yeah, I don't know if I told the story. I'll, I'll that yeah, that's a story for the celebrity. <laughs> um. That that I mean, I you know what? It's funny you bring him up because I'm very disappointed in him and proud of him at the same time. Wow. 
because he's evolved from NWA to where he is now. Right, you know what right. I mean? The movies, the, right. the family stuff. I mean, he's done, he's done a lot. Really, right. you really take everything into account. Right. But I was a little upset at him because, you know, from NWA to America's and death certificate. Right. He raised the expectation for me. Oh, because no Vaseline. Ooh. He went, he went, <laughs> he, he raised the expectations of right. what I thought he could do and what he could, what I knew he could write. Right. And then right after death certificate, everyone involves, I get it. But all his music after that became, I don't know, what, what, what I want to call it. It just, be, it, it just became, it didn't have the substance of those two albums for me. I feel you. I feel you, but the one I think called The Predator with DJ Muggs from oh, okay. Cypress Hill. I actually like that one, we too. We have I'm to sorry. tear this. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was, I thought he was saying, oh, and that's, yeah. a, a, was a good day on that one, too? No, a good day, I think, came on, on I don't think that was on Predator. I'm gonna have to go back. To okay, I'm, I'm right. gotta look at the catalog. But we'll in any case, in my mouth I, I feel on, you on though. <laughs> no, I feel you. Right. But just all right. Go ahead, and I was like, so musically, he kind of. I was like, uh, where did he? He went because he went. He got. He got involved or got in. Got uh, caught up in this East Coast West Coast thing. You know what oh, I mean? And okay. then he became. I'm all about the West Coast. And then the music went from being about us as a group, a collective, right. to. I'm just repping my coast now and right. everything and everything we do. Right. And why I thought that was because I thought he was in a unique position to diffuse a lot of that I feel East you. Coast, West Coast. Because he had ties you. with both. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So to me, some of your best music came when you blended the both. Right. You had you had East Coast beats. Right. And you you brought your West Coast swag to it. Right. And it 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 look what it did. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. so not to take anything from him, because like, uh, again, O'Shea Jackson, you know, is hip hop, and hip hop has influenced the world, and he's a, he's a he's a great example of that. You know, right. I, I'm proud of him, man. I right. really am. From where he came from, from NWA, a bit, bit. right. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'm saying all that. I'm, to all I'm, I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth because I see him talk about the music content, and I love that song. <laughs> That song, that song is what I actually introduced. Like, yo, I think he's the best one in there, you know. But anyway, um, wow. but but hip hop overall, man, it has has you know, I I don't have that story about meaning. Um, I've watched what other friends of ours have how they <laughs> how they behaved in the presence of of you know of our hip hop stars, you know, right. and and. It, it, you're a lot of them. If you get them without anything, are real cool though. You right. know, they're, they're real right. cool people. Like, um, was you there? Were you at Club Eighty Eight the time when when Wu Tang was there? I was there, and they man. was throwing blunts in the in. <laughs> 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 they were throwing blunts into the audience, and, and Beth was like, "If I get high, everybody get high." I was throwing blunts into the audience, into the, the crowd. I was like, "I love this dude, man." <laughs> I don't even smoke what I want to do. <laughs> That's dope. crazy. I guess what I remember, I remember that. I remember that show, man. What I and it's crazy because see, this was before right. it's Wu Tang yeah, right and Gods came. of Rap and all this day all right. over the world. This was like I, I'll never forget at the radio station, man. Yeah. They said Wu Tang Clan. I was like, what? Yeah, what's that? Right. You know, and there was some there was some like indie type of label before they got the Loud Records. Right. I thought, and and in any case, I remember at that show. 
that's when the DATs, digital audio that's tapes, true. came about. in, right? And once you play the DAT, you can't bring it back. Right. Whereas, like, with a turntable, you could always Look. bring it back and right. just start it up or whatever. And so, Protect Your Neck was the first joint that was supposed to play, and they had already played it. We right. were all crowded up in there already. Right. And so... You only got like a verse or two near the end of it. Right. And then they put on Method Man and he yeah, just he tore would. down the house. We the ba- the banister we just tore up and he's all right. we all touching each he's other. He had crazy. a real, real crowd presence. I remember right. that, man. Crazy. He had, and then oh I'm sorry. And then after, right? Wu Tang was out with us. Right. Uh they were just they were out in the front too, waiting for the ride. Right, I don't right. know if they drove there. I don't know. You know, they, I don't they, know the ODB made it to that show that night. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just know there was a lot of people on stage. I remember Meth was like throwing blunts into the, in the what's it called? It's like yo, like he's like roll that shit. I was like yo, this is crazy. It's, wow. He's like man. if I get high, everybody get high. And then he's M E T H O D man, and the place just went nuts. Yeah, nuts. I that. Wow, man. Wow. Wow, bro. So, all right. Man, I know these are some silly questions, but I just need to ask this anyway, man. What's the dopest rap name to you, man? The dopest rap name. Ah, oh, this is gonna be this is this is gonna be hard. Yours is dope, by the way. Mad Professor, I think, is just dope. I period. you know, you know the one I love. <laughs> I love speech from Arrested Development. I love I was like, I'm so mad I didn't think of that first. Speech is dope. Um gosh, who's gotta um my favorite is Black Thought. Yeah, Black Thought is another it's one. It's just dope because Calm Sense think, is another oh, one. Oh, man. Oh, um, man. But hold on. Let me, ex- I got to expound upon Black Thought for a minute, man. Tariq Trotter, right? Black Thought. Is that if you look at the way people talk about black, it normally has a negative connotation. Right. Or Black Thought could be, oh, it's some evil this and that mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nah, man. I think what he does is. He counteracts. He 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 poses a counter narrative right. because he's one of the dopest MCs out there. They period. Call him the MC's MC. Right. He's the MC, right? <laughs> Cat rhymes. Yeah, right. he did like a ten minute yeah. freestyle or something. Crazy. I heard, Crazy. and it was all dope. Right, right. And so that's what I thought was dope about his name is that you know he is helping you understand that yo man, if it is black thought, that's not negative. Right. It's definitely intelligent, right. and you know it can definitely be uplifting as well. So yeah, he was definitely one of them. I thought was dope, man. That that's yeah, but mine is speech because I like to talk. <laughs> I just I, I was so mad when I heard it when he came out. He's like, "This is speech from arrest." I was like, "Oh man, that's my name right there." That could that could have been speech. Ah, word up, man! But it, it works, it works. Word, word. All right, so now you you said you know again, right? The the, the title. Well, we're saying if our podcast is stereotypes of a black male, stereotypes of black, black men, men misunderstood. misunderstood. Right. Yo, man, something happened this past Saturday. Well, I was like uh, a, a kid in a candy store, man. Mm. Talk to us, man. What happened at, at, at D's house, man? Well, first of all. It it um there's there's a there's a concept or there's an idea out there that we're at war with each other, uh-huh. right? And that we're we meaning who the black black men, men misunderstood black men yeah are pretty much aggressive and we're you know we're just at war with each other. It, it right. seems that seems to be the the narrative, right? And it was cool. First of all, and we don't live long. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? This right, is right, right. The, our life expectancy, whatever you want to call it, is short. But it was cool to uh, just to 
a friend of ours had a 10-year anniversary cookout at his house. And this is a college friend. And we, I get there, and I hadn't seen him in a while. It's been a while. Right. And it was really nice to walk into his backyard and there be 15 or 20 brothers. Right. By the, by the end of the night, it's probably even more than that. Right. All of us went to college together. Right. All of us had, you know, families. And, right. Um, the camaraderie Word. was was amazing. Um, the reminiscing, the, the the genuine missing each other. Right, right. Like people were genuinely glad and like, yo, I haven't seen you in what's going on, man. Right. How have you been? And right. the genuine like, yo, man, this is this is this is it, it's something that people don't recognize or people don't realize that you know happens and I and this is not a unique situation. To be honest with you, right. it's just something that just reinforce to hit home to me because you don't see that played out anywhere you know right, what i mean right um a lot of them had got we got in the gone in the business together and right had um had um engaged in all kinds of activities going vacations and right. you know, Demi travels all over the world he's right. in india he's in this this and right you know right. what's it called he's doing pleasure cruises to atlantic city in his boat and wow. you know and we're sitting there wow. and, and we're there are these aren't ultra rich people these are just right. normal Americans, right, right. Take the the black or white off it. They're just doing normal, average American things that I don't believe people know that that we do or we engage in. I I think that the narrative that's played out doesn't show that at all anywhere. Where do you see that? But you know, beloved, I'm a challenge man mm-hmm. that is normal, <clears throat> and I'm going to challenge it because I think it was Booker T. Washington said, and I'm going to paraphrase it, man. He says something to the effect of success should not be measured just by what someone has attained, mm. but also to consider the things that they had overcome. Mm. And I'm saying that to say that we're not, you know, all these uh, brothers that we met, you know, from school and everything else, man, we overcame a lot of stuff just by being who we are. Mm. And I'm saying that because, again, man, sometimes somebody's just going to look at somebody. Yo, we didn't get into it yet, but there is big black man syndrome, correct? Mm-hmm. Dota told me about it. You and I talked about it. Right. That's another episode. Fine, right? right? So so just think. Sometimes somebody might even think something about you already. You might not even get an opportunity to do something, mm. right? And here, here we are. And I'm going to tell you, look, y'all. I take my time with my degrees, okay? So the reason why it took me so long to get out of college is because I like to take my time with my degrees. But the point is, I wasn't supposed to graduate, man. Right. And I did. And so, like, when you look at all that has been accomplished, I'm like, whoa, man. And the fact that these brothers have assets, you know, it it, it, it just felt good, man. When I saw the cars in the driveway and everything else, it's just like, <laughs> man, it felt good, man. Right. right. Dads who are present. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it, so so that so Con- anyway. Contrary to what's being again, what right. the narrative that's out there. It right. was like everything about Saturday was con- was was the title of our podcast. Right. Everything Word. about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Word. These, Word. These are these are brothers who who who've overcome a lot, who've come a long way. Right. You know? Um <clears throat> who beat the statistics. Right. And I think they, if if, if given the count, probably alters the statistics if, right. if accurately reported. I feel right. anyway. Right. Um, I believe you, and I'm with you. And those count, counter narratives, <laughs> right? And and, and that was that was, it was powerful to me to be in that in that in that realm of brothers who don't fit into boxes. Right. Right. That many at one time who are themselves 
know who they are, right. and don't need to be defined by anything else. And I right. thought, and maybe you're right, maybe that number of at the time may not be the norm, but it should be. Amen. Feel you. You know? And that's Feel what you. made that's that, that gave me that that warm feeling about. And it's funny, man, when you say that, it makes me think again about our purpose, man. Right. Is that yes, it should be. And it could be, because one of the things I was gonna ask you about that now is how do you think we even made it, man? Because it was actually mm. it was thirty years ago, right. man, when we were there. You know, how did this even happen? I was amazed. I was so proud for my kids to see it too, man. Right. You hear Rakim playing in the background, my right. melody. <laughs> hear the far side. I'm telling my son, right. yeah, that's the far side. I'm casting from the Bay Area, you know. Right. So in any case, how do you think we even made it? That's a good the, to, to be honest <laughs> with you, I, I I really believe we wanted to be better than what came before us. Okay. And a lot of it was driven by a lot of it was driven by our kids. Amen. I hear you. You know, we, you. we wanted our kids to have more than what we came from. Right. So we wanted to do, follow that, that progression. We're going to be the shoulders that you stand on. Because a lot of us didn't have shoulders to stand on. Right. I feel you. You know? Um, so, you know, I, I really believe that's what the, the, the motivating factor for us, for our success was. Right. You know? Um, right. You know, an element I, I, I find of the success, man, is as I look at you. Again, I'm telling you, I'm like, I, I wanted people I know to meet you, right? Or if we look at Mace, we look at Mike Mars, we look at, you know, people said me, man. People right. were talking about how I inspired them. Like, I guess you ain't see my transcript, but that's another story. Maybe because I was still there and still fighting. I don't know. Right. But the point is, for me, seeing so many people who did Rod Merritt, Right. Come on, Kev, Fitch. Come on, we can name a lot of them. Just the fact that they were there doing their thing. Right. Mike Yam. <laughs> yeah. So, in any case, for me, it was inspiring to see that. But I'm going to pause you for a second. Word. Because maybe because I have the insight, I know where you come from. Uh-huh. And I know how you what you went through. Right. Beloved, to go from a 40 on a blunt <laughs> to a PhD is a journey and a half. That's a story that needs to be told. Bro. Well, EDD, but yeah, but still a doctor. True, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you could diminish as much as you want to. I can't say. <laughs> I can't. I can say. I can call myself a math professor, but I can't call myself doctor anything. Okay, so wow. that's a journey and a half, man. Wow, that's an accomplishment. Man. I brag about you all the time. Wow, I don't care what man. what you say, bro. Thank you, man. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, my wow, boys. He got his PhD. He's a doctor. Wow, Are you man. kidding me? Wow. You know? So You're right, man. You're right. Wow. It's man. something to sit down and think about. And there's a story in there. Right. Without question. For real. Wow. Without man. question. So people, this has been a blast. For real. <clears throat> this has For been real. a blast. And I'm looking forward to when we get together again. You know? That's right. That's right. Again, on behalf of Dr. G <laughs> and Stan, aka the Mad Professor. The Mad Professor. You know, welcome to name. Stereotypes of a Black Male Misunderstood. And, and we it's out. still all good. We <laughs> out.